0: Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe.
1: Hey, hey, hey. Welcome back to the fifth episode of Chief Concerns, the very first true Kansas City Chiefs debate style show with former Chiefs players debating the current team. We're here with our hosts, former tight end Jason Dunn and former cornerback Eric Warfield. It's Thanksgiving week, fellas. How are you guys doing?
2: What up? What up? Hey, Thanks. what's happening? What's happening?
1: Yeah. Woo, we got that
2: win. Very, very thankful. <laughs>
1: Well it's funny though, know, you got we go from Raiders Week to Thanksgiving week. <laughs> Based on the stories you guys were telling me last week, two totally different types of weeks.
2: <laughs> that is, uh, but hey, we at least it's a uh it's a victory week, so yeah, sure.
0: Hey, you know what that hey if you had lost, the gravy would have been sour, the turkey yeah way, would have been
2: <laughs> <sales>. <laughs> Turkey dry. <laughs> oh
0: man, it, it, it'd have been horrible. It'd have been horrible. Man, everything's gonna be
1: a little bit
2: sweeter. Exactly.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I was like eating dinner at the beginning of that game. I I I stopped midway through. I I couldn't finish my quesadillas. (laughs) I was too, way too nervous. (laughs) Oh yeah, so we we had like I was explaining earlier. We have a
2: group text of of, about fifteen former players, and I even had to chime in. i was like, man, this is not a good game. Like, it's the Raiders are looking way better than us. Like they drive down the field quicker, score quicker with 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 ease. And you know, we're having ten to fifteen play drives just to get it in the end zone. It just wasn't looking good, but you know we ended up pulling it out with a magic man or whatever uh, we're calling Patrick Mahomes, so um, he was able to go out and get it done for us. I tell you what, man, they had uh, my my nephew sent me a a tweet, uh,
0: and I guess it was when uh, they had just got uh, Le'Veon Bell. So you know, you know, Thanos has the uh, the big old uh, the power uh, glove. So, you know, he was sitting there, like, stacking everybody. Of course, they had, like, Tyreek as one, uh, Kelsey as another, you know, uh, C.H. as another one. So, they got Le'Veon Bell. It was like he was taking that last one to put in, you know, in the, in the power glove, you know. Just yeah. to, so he, he's like Thanos out there right now. So, Joker. are joker. Hey, uh, he's another one. I tell you, I used to always hate this dude coming out there on the field, man, the last drive of the game. It never, it never failed. I don't care what time it was. If I see him on on uh, on TV, it was Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning used to always get that little water when he run out. Like, I'm like oh my here, here he comes! Yeah. go. <laughs> but uh, that's what Patrick had when he came out. Man, he had that little swagger. Come back after on the fourth quarter, last drive of the game, man. And that's what we needed. We needed that right there. That swagger. That's it. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, when when they when they scored fast, I gotta say the I don't know if I don't know if it was intentional. But the uh, the offsides from uh, Chris Jones when they accepted that penalty, they just stopped the clock there, and they were going to score anyway in that draft based on the way they were going that entire game. But I that was actually kind of a huge play—the whole offsides call. Yeah, they, they probably would have run that. They probably would have run it guy that first down and let the clock run a little bit, and then probably True. score. True. Mm-hmm. Not it time. was
2: that game. Uh, so so my my little uh, <coughs> controversy against that. That, that, that entire game is that I feel like the, the Raiders kind of stopped uh, stopped themselves uh, on a lot of those drives because uh, there's some, some key misses. You know, I think the fullback had a couple. Receivers had a couple um, to where they could have gone up two touchdowns on us or an extra field goal. And uh, it was just a matter of them dropping balls that hit them dead in their hands. Um, but that's how good that their offense was playing at the time, and that's how good their offense played the first game we played against them. So whatever we're doing defensively, if we don't stack up well against the the Raiders, uh, when it comes to game day, you know I, I
0: tell you what, uh, the fullback you're talking about him, man, I, I thought that joke was on the tape. where he was dropping <laughs> balls and missing. i was like, oh Lord, is this, do we, do we, do we give him a bag or something before the game? Yeah, kidding. You know? yeah, so. He, I tell you what, he, at the, the last bit, man, he was, he was saving us just because, you know, and it was, he, he, it was a drop here, a drop there, and, and i seen him miss a block, uh, but that was, you know, it was, when you when you talk about, you know, tight game, and, and, and I almost knew, because I, I always said this, every game that we played, it was always with the Raiders, it was always going to be like a tight, it, it, it's just like that. And if you think about it, they actually had the momentum going into the game because, you know, the beat is an arrowhead. So, of course, we, we take it there carry it home. Uh, to them, you know, they they think, well, shoot, here we got right now the momentum coming into the game. Uh, we have them at home. Uh, and this whole controversy about the whole bus, you know, comes out too. So, to them, they was just like, look, we ain't got nothing to lose. We're coming out here. We're we just going to go ahead and give it to them. And the way they just – the very first drive of the game when they went down and just scored on us, I'm like, uh oh, like these guys right here ain't playing. They're they not scared. They ain't worried about, you know, any of uh, uh, Kansas City coming in worried about any type of revenge. They came out here, to try to lay the hammer, and man, they, they did a good job, though. They did a good job. But, it is. Mm-hmm.
1: Right. And I guess I said our, our first concern, which we kind of been talking about anyways, but, you know, we won- the Chiefs won that game, right? But if you look at all the national media, the, all the pundits out there, everyone's talking about how the Raiders, right? The Raiders were, were the team to talk, but they lost. But, you know, they, they looked amazing. Would you say this game says more about the Chiefs or the Raiders?
2: It, well, I think the Raiders have been consistently playing that way throughout the season. Uh, I think it says more about who we are and who we thought we were. Um, and mainly defensively. I just don't think that our defensive front seven is putting the pressure on uh, the way we were last year. Chris Jones, Chris Jones isn't, uh, uh, I'm not saying he's not dominant, but he's just not applying that pressure up the middle like he was last year. Frank Clark is not coming off the end the way he did last year. Um, our, our, our linebackers aren't making the plays in, in open field uh, the way they were known to. Uh, I still have, I think, uh, Tyron and, and Sorensen are playing really good ball. Sorensen has really stepped up his play this year. Uh, but at times he's being caught, you know, one-on-one with, you know, tight ends that are probably more, more athletic than he is. Uh, and, and Waller had a good game, the tight end for the Raiders. Um, but uh, it's just that our playmaking ability defensively hasn't been there this year. We haven't had the, the pressure on the quarterback to create those bad throws. And to see the, the way that Derek Carr was uh, able to just drive down the field every time they got the ball. And I think for the few times that they did uh, have to punt, it was because of a drop ball, not not because of a, a pass that uh, a bad pass or that we had pressure on it. It's just because they dropped the ball.
0: Yeah, I, you know, I, I think it. Uh, you know, it, it, it carries in two conversations really to me. Uh, so I think it speaks volumes for for the Raiders that they're actually not as bad as I thought they were, and they're actually a pretty good football team. And I know they got some pieces on offense, but I think the defense did a really good job holding up. Uh, you know, at least for what, you know, we can do. And so, you know, it, I think to them it was all about matchups. Now, on our side, the conversation, did it. what did they say about us? Keep going back to the same thing, right? You know, some concerns on the offensive line, not getting to rush the ball like we wanted to. A little bit better, this you know, to me, than we had been in the past, you know, few weeks. Uh, but, man, that, that I wouldn't say that front four, but I'm going to say that seven, right, a defensive front. I mean, when you talking about no pressure whatsoever, just just didn't see it at all. Any of, during the game. I mean, Carr had as much time as he wanted back there, and just I don't care what quarterback you have, he's gonna pick you apart. So yeah. it, it just you gave him enough time for guys to get open, and I don't care as a DB, and he could probably speak to this. You know, you you just want man, look, y'all just get some pressure so we can hold him up. We don't leave a guy on the island and just leave him out there all alone for to cover a guy for six or seven seconds. I mean, as a, as a receiver, offensively, we we just going to hit you. I mean, because we just, you know, we do the little scramble drill toward the end when the guy's getting some pressure and whatnot, try to get open, and Carr's going to see that. Uh, and then you was talking about sourcing against Waller. Look, look Waller, but let's be honest, you know, he was a, he was a wide receiver in college. Uh you know, they moved into tight end. I mean, he's a gifted athletic tight end, man. Probably one of the best athletic tight ends out there in the league. Uh, so that that's always like a tough, tough matchup uh, for safety. I guess I, and just defensively, man, I just didn't really see a whole lot of pressure, man. And, and, and they actually just kind of did what they wanted to do offensively, man. They just – they drove the ball against us, but also, too, they was able to manage the clock. And it was like yeah. first down at the first down. And that, that was like <laughs> – the best way to negate uh, uh, Patrick Mahomes and offense, keep them on the sideline. Yeah. Simple.
1: Yeah. and no, Jason, you talked about the running game. That leads us to our next concern, um, which, you know, our running game did look a little better this week, but uh, for chiefs concern number two, for weeks we've been talking about how this team needs to become more of a take what you can get kind of offense instead of a chunk play offense. And this Sunday we saw them execute and score touchdowns on three different 12 play drives. Uh, what does it say about the maturity of the offense and Mahomes, you know, taking what the defense has given them? <laughs> they, uh, you know what, they they do a, a good job with that anyway. I, I, like I said, I,
0: we got the best offense in, in in the NFL, no doubt about it. Uh, just with, with him back there and then the, just pieces around him, uh, no question. But <laughs> you don't want to keep getting into like a shootout at the end and just keep relying on his arm. I mean, you, you, what you do is with the run, you got to, you know, you set up the run so you can establish the pass too, right? That's what you try to do, so you try to take a little bit off that where you don't have to always just constantly pass against the defense. When you become one dimensional, you don't want to just constantly do that because teams going to start figuring it out. Well, so we're just going to send another guy, another blitzer, and we'll be able to get you. Uh, but I've seen it was a couple calls that that when, I, when I'm seeing now and I'm listening to it, I, I love just the uh, uh you know, the, the audio on the field because you can hear the calls, so I could hear Patrick actually sliding the offensive line. He's calling, you know, cover zero. He's carving the covered, coverage out. So guys know right now in the route if you're the primary receiver or the secondary receiver, but also, too, the line knows because he's put in position to at least like, hey, look, we're going to go over and slide over here. I heard him call rock, you know, which is probably slide right, you know, Liz, uh, slide left. And so he was doing it. And I'm seeing a little bit more of it. He's been doing that for the past three games. I meant to say it. Uh, a couple weeks ago, but I've been hearing him since he was getting all those sacks that he's actually, you know, dictating what the line does for his protection, which is
2: which is a lot better. So I, I said it last week. Our, our offense is going to get thirty points every game, and if you can average thirty points per game, then you just want your defense to go out there and get a couple of stops. That's it. Uh, right now, our defense we're kind of underperforming because we haven't gotten those stops and I, and that's our, my main concern being a being a, a former defensive player and also uh, being a fan and spectator is that we're just not coming up with the stops when we need them. Now, I, I don't know if we just have, we're putting too much trust into uh, what our offense is, what our offense can do and will do. Uh, but right now it's, uh, you know, Patrick is out there kind of like James hard, you know, he's going to go out and give you uh, 30, 10 and 10. And, and Patrick basically is going to go out and give you uh, 30 points and, 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 almost 300 yards uh, per game. So it's just a matter of, you know, who can put up the most points that game. And, and I don't think we should kind of live by that model uh, of, of us just trying to go, go out and outscore a team. So we got to uh, as a coaching staff, figure out how to get our front seven to add more pressure uh, to give less time to the DBs so that they can make plays and that we're not having these, you know, there was a lot of big throws in that Raiders game, like wide open. And yeah. so uh, we, we got to figure a lot of that stuff out. Uh, you know, we're, we're in the, the, the part of the, the season to where um, it's important. Every, every play, every, every down is important. So we got to figure some things out and, and, and who's going to be able to, to make plays when, when, when uh, certain defenses are called and right now, we don't have anybody that's making those those those, those uh, plays.
0: Man, I, and I, I'll tell you what, man, and, 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 and to be honest with you, I think e, part of the problem is, you know, you, you lose Taco, right, for the year. I think, he, you know, he's on our He said he's lost for the year. I mean, you, we, we have to really think about bringing a guy in. And I think, man, you have to bring that, the old piranha in, man. You might you might bring him back out of a, a, a retirement. Prouds. Yeah, you had to bring that joker out. At least, you know, <laughs> You know, the big gummy dude, hey, you gotta bring him out, man. You know, he, he's gonna he's gonna give you just enough of that terror that is gonna put some pressures on defense just based off his reputation alone or what he's done in the past. And so he came in for the Super Bowl win. I think now this, hey, we need to call, make a couple phone calls, and get on the phone. Hey, call him up, Darrell, let him know we need him this week. And so yeah. I, I think that, that's that's the reality of it we're going to have to find another pass rusher or somebody that's going to
2: be able to apply their pressure, period. Point blank. I agree. And, and, you know, Chris Jones being in the middle, he's going to get double teamed a lot. So there's not a whole lot he can do. You know, I, he is one of the top defensive linemen in the, in the game. Uh, You know, he's, he's, uh, he's not as dominant as Aaron Donald, but he, he does require attention. You know, they're going to double team him a lot when he's lined up. Uh, So that means those defensive ends and, and, they have to get up the feel they got to make plays. Those linebackers got to get through gaps and, and, and get through the quarterback. And right now, we just – we don't have any, uh, any of that as of now, as of what I've seen the last few games.
1: And, hey, Jason, you mentioned the, the audibles, uh, how you could hear that because there was nobody in that stadium on uh, Sunday – uh, for this game, I, I think because it was, it was in, in Dome is what we heard it m- more often than we have uh, so far. But as a fan, you know, watching that, it's like, oh, that's cool. You can hear what they're saying, right? But as a coach, if you're, if you're an opposing coach, are you watching that game? Could you study? I mean, could, could you be able to, I guess, pull some things from watching and hearing the audibles and the different shifts and stuff? Because you, I mean, could you kind of like scout that game out as, as, a, as an opposing coach or no?
0: Oh, oh, absolutely, absolutely. Now you know, coverages is one thing, you know, because everybody's pretty much consistent with coverages. Uh, but you can change up what you call your coverage if you want to. All the basic ones are zero, one, two, four, three. Uh, but you get into five and six was so a little bit more combination. But then you start getting into like some of the calls. Uh, you know, and all you have to do is just run the tape back. Well, what do they do on display, right? And you start just it, it's a it's a jigsaw. You start putting the pieces together. Mm-hmm. And so when I'm sitting over, there, I'm watching it, I would rewind it, I'm like, okay, this is what this call means. Because I'm watching the offensive line, I'm watching how the receivers are Listening to you know his calls too, so I'm watching his hand signals. So all of that goes into it. If if I'm doing it, I mean that's just I mean that's what you do as a coach. You just scout everything, every little tendency, every little nuance, you know, just to get that upper hand against the team. So yeah, I mean definitely that's what a coach definitely does. Listen to the calls. Hey, he called this. This is what we're gonna
2: run. It's a chess game out there. It is most you gotta understand, uh like. Most of the preparation for a game is in a film room, is watching film. You know, we, we go out on the field for about an hour and a half, two hours a day. You know, I, I mean, back in days, we was practicing, what, three, four hours. But nowadays, you get, a, <laughs> you, get a, right. you get an hour and a half, two hours on the field. So, yeah, you try to watch certain tendencies, like, uh, as far as alignment uh, as, with the hash marks as far as personnel trips uh, or or two tight end sets, and you have an idea of what's gonna happen. uh, Yet, those playbooks are almost uh, (laughs) that thick. So There's a lot of plays that come within that and you can change a lot of that up just with dialect, you know, just giving it a a, a different name. Uh, And I'm pretty sure we have to, because yes, they do listen for certain things. Uh, And some of those are gonna stay true but you're not going to get a, a full game of what we ran against the Raiders in next week's game. So we're not going to have those same play calls labeled at the same play calls. they they're going to be different, different name calls form. They're going to have different sets are going to have different routes. Uh, so there's a lot that comes with it. So you, you think you can find ways, but these guys have been in this game for so long to where they understand, like J- Jason said, it's a chess match. Um, I'm going to pretend like I'm running the same play last week, and all of a sudden, if your, your, your players aren't disciplined enough to run their defense, they're going to get duped and fall for it. You know, we got big, big yardage out of it. So it's, it's, it is a big chess match, and it's all about discipline.
0: I'll tell you what, and I'll give you an example. So I heard on the game, somebody said, James Harden, right? You said, James Harden, James Harden. Well, somebody was asking me, what does James Harden mean? I said, man, it could be one-on-one right because he's a great one-on-one player or it could be Houston which offensively it could be slants that you could be running so a lot of this is just dummy calls right like like Mm -hmm. he said the next week hey they heard James Harden we'll keep it on James Harden they think we're gonna run something we're gonna run something else and so it's just different meaning to it but that's what it is it's just constantly give dummy calls trying to fake you out you know window dressing I mean that's just what that's what football is it really is
1: right uh, I got to say, I, I did like the uh, the Raiders, that course. I think they had, I, they had James Harden. I think I heard Chris Mullins, too. I, I heard a bunch of old-school NBA players. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, okay, so that brings us to our next concern here. Um, we kind of alluded to the talk about the defensive struggles, but for the past two games, the Chiefs have been dismal at getting stops on third down, specifically third down. Uh, during the Carolina game, the Panthers were able to have uh, sustained long drives and the Raiders on the opposite uh, spectrum of that, they averaged four and a half minutes on all of their touchdown drives uh, during this game on Sunday. Based on what you've seen recently, what needs to change? And we talked about the pass rush, but anything as far as you're seeing the secondary, Eric?
2: I mean, I don't know if, if it's a, they're giving Tyron Matthew a different role this year. Uh, he's not as involved in a lot of the passing games. It seems like he's doing more one-on-one stuff. Instead of just playing a free safety role at at, at roaming the back end, of which is he's he's dangerous at, because you you never know what he's gonna gonna do or where he's gonna be at, uh, and he's able to make those those big plays uh, when he's back there. Uh, so they they kind of got him in the box a lot more, and I I mean he's able to make the plays when he's when he's down the box. He had a big play uh, stop on Jacobs on a run that he just came shooting the gap. But for me, a guy with his ability, I, I love him in, in, in the, in the roaming, uh, roaming area as a free safety to be, to be able to make plays. Uh, yet, the, he's known as a playmaker from, from college until his time now, and he's, he's made a lot of big plays for us uh, throughout his time here. It, it's just that now, um, I can't say that we're getting exposed in the secondary, but it kind of looks that way. But I also noticed that we don't, like I said earlier, we just don't have the pressure up front uh, to where these coach to where these quarterbacks are 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 making bad throws, and it's like if if, if you're able to put it in his chest, you know you, you got a completion um, after so long. So and Bridgewater did a good job of that, carrying the ball, uh, uh, driving the ball down the field, and the Raiders did an excellent job because like, I like I said, other than them dropping balls, we couldn't stop them. Jason. Yeah, I I
0: just, I had to agree with you, especially with uh, talking about the honey badger. You know, I seen him down in the box several times and actually uh, it seemed like he was coming down to get pressure and I seen him one time, like he was just standing there and he came late and I was just like, what is he doing? You know, it wasn't like a a green dog blitz, meaning like if your guy stays in, you blitz, right? Or you covered him one-on-one. So it wasn't anything like that. So I I love him, like you said, man, as a free hitter. He's got to be that headhunter in the middle. I mean, and and what you do is, you know, you, you set the tone. From back there, for uh, somebody like him, he's got to be one of those guys that cleats a receiver or a tight end, right? That sets the tone for the game, and it gets all the guys on defense hyped up too. So when guys see it, everybody just starts playing with that energy. So you got to get him more involved. I just, to me, it just seemed like he kind of got lost. And when when I did see him, he seemed like he was just a step behind. And so I don't know if it was just a scheme in itself, but also too, like you said, it was just the lack of pressure where, where they were getting. Uh, that was was putting him in a position and so i, I remember the one that the, the dB uh you know fell down it looked like he got pushed man it was too easy in the end zone just one-on-one i'm just like oh man if it's if gonna be like that and it's gonna be that easy then i always allude to this when you're talking about going deep into the playoffs and where you where you at when you start seeing these other teams then that's when you still you tend to worry and that's what i'm always gauging. Somebody like right now Pittsburgh, who's undefeated. I mean, them Jokers look look wonderful out there. They did offensively and defensively, and so you know they always going to have that about them. And so it's going to be it's going to be one of those things. And like, look, you got to shore this stuff up right now. You have to. Uh, it's just it's going to the drawing board. Like I said, you got to bring a guy in that's going to be able to bring some pressure. Uh, but that that that's my concern. You you have to have you've got to bring something to a quarterback or a running back. Uh, penetration, pressure, uh, just to get the defense, uh, you know, seeing it like they should be.
1: And, uh, Eric, you and I talked uh, uh, before the show about the the kind of the, the scuttle that uh, it looked appeared like that Chris Jones and Lejarius Snead got into on the sideline. You know, on Twitter, uh, yeah, all these Raider fans, oh, look, look at the Chiefs' side. They're imploding on the sideline as the game goes on right now. <laughs> Is there, I mean, I'm sure you kind of, I'm sure everyone's, you know, seeing that on the sidelines on of the road team and stuff, but is this kind of stuff that can bring you together have the opposite effect of, you know, the implosion as, you know, a lot of team, a lot of Raiders fans were saying. Oh, well, yeah. Now,
2: now, granted, you don't ever want to to show frustration. You don't want to show like you're not a, a team player. Um, and, and and during times like that, when your defense and it's all all eleven guys out there. There's not one particular guy that that just had an excellent game and during that uh, the Raiders win. Uh, so it's the whole defensive unit, and that just gave up those entire drives throughout the game. And yet, you saw they they mentioned how the coaches were on the sideline and they brought the defense and they were like you know uh, talking to the defense and and explaining uh, what's going on and what they're not doing. And then I later on the scuffle happened. And I my own, the only thing I could think of is that somebody had to have said something about what another person is not doing and why they're driving the ball down the field. And that's due to frustration because you as a unit, it's nothing in particular, you won't have to put point one person out, but that's you as a unit. Um, you know, that, that one phrase that they've always said is there's no I in team and there isn't. Um, so when, when something's happening to your defense and if it's one person, you figure out a way to either give that person support from a a safety standpoint or or a linebacker, or you you just add pressure with the front seven. So you can't really just point out one person and say, okay, you're doing this and you're hurting our defense. And so I'm assuming that somebody had to have said something about why we can't get off the field or, oh, it's your fault. Or you didn't do this. You didn't do that. uh, Due to frustration of not being able to get off the field and giving up those points. But what was said, I, I don't know. And I, I, I asked myself, like, I wonder what was said uh, also during the game. i tell you what, you, you always, it, 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 it
0: never fails. Uh, in the game, uh, it's almost, you know, because we're professionals, uh, if something goes wrong, it's almost like you're never satisfied. If you're doing well, you always you want to keep it being perfect and keep doing well. And so, you know, I hear guys sometimes, you know, just kind of, you know, fussy guys or whatever. And, and, and usually guys kind of blow it off, right? they just like, ah, you know, I know he's frustrated, but you also, you get on yourself if you know you didn't do something right, you do it correctly. So you don't really need somebody else to come to you about getting you, you know, together and getting yourself out there. Uh, but it, it, you know what? It, 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 it looks, the optics of it looks horrible. It does, no doubt about it. And sometimes, look, like I said, we all get paid, okay? We all grown men. And sometimes that's why I have an issue. So when they talk about Tom Brady, uh, this has to come in and start fussing at people like, look, wait a minute, hold on, Tom, listen. Look, you better go over and sit over and eat your uh, avocado ice cream, okay? Get up out of here with that. Because look, we all out here, we all trying to do well. It ain't like we're not trying to do well. So you, you just, you gotta just make sure, man, it, it's, it's gotta be respectful with, when you do things like that. But, yeah, <laughs> you know, hey, Chris Jones, when that joker came with you, them three, they was all huddled together like behind each other. I was like, oh, Lord. <laughs> you looked look like, look like you was talking to three kids. Yeah. But, but I just, you know, I, I think, you know, the opposite of it is bad. You know, you just you just want, you, you want everybody to be respectful. Like I said, we are professionals out there. And so when a guy kind of fusses and stuff, I mean, I understand that's just part of the game. That's part of the deal. You know, just try to hype each other up. But sometimes when it goes too far with a guy's kind of getting in, in, in somebody's face and does things, then
1: you're just like, wait a minute, hold on. Like
0: let's, let's, let's calm this down, chill this out a little bit.
1: Right. And uh, I was beautiful segue there, Jason. You mentioned Tom Brady and his avocado ice cream, which I, I thought that was, I thought that was hilarious. <laughs> but uh, our next topic uh, this coming week, the Chiefs will be traveling to Tampa Bay to take on Tom Brady and the Buccaneers who have dropped two of their last three games. Eric, you play with this guy. How is it the kind of a game plan for a guy like Tom Brady?
2: Uh, so to me, he, he, he's the goat of all quarterbacks. Uh, and at, at the moment he's struggling, their team is struggling. Um, but given time, Tom Brady will still pick you apart. He's still throwing some really nice balls and uh, he, he's making some big time plays. Uh, and if we're not able to get any type, type of pressure, he will carve us up. Um, but right now their offense is is out of sync. Uh He's thrown interceptions after interceptions. He's almost, I don't want to say he, but the team is almost looking like the the Tampa Bay of old with Jameis Winston throwing all these interceptions. You know, I think the year before, Tom only had two or three, and I think they said he's already doubled that. So, And um, I just hope that we could be the recipients of that next week, of this, this coming weekend. Jason? Yeah, man, I I tell you what, it's gonna be a good matchup
0: for us. And 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 to be honest with you, I think the significance of this game goes into is is this the the passing of the torch, right? Is is this what this signifies? Because I mean, really, people gonna be talking about this. I know I'm thinking about it already. I was thinking about this earlier today. I'm like, man, you know, Patrick Mahomes against Tom Brady, and what Tom was able to do, Patrick's gonna at least he's gonna try to uh uh, you know outdo. And so it's gonna be that matchup between these two guys and. You know, we have to, we got the young guy coming in with the, the old school, and how's it gonna be? So, I think, man, this it's gonna be this this deal uh, that you know this this to me, this is gonna be the Super Bowl. That's what I believe. I believe this is gonna be the Super Bowl matchup. So it's
2: possible, but we played them before. You know, we played Brady with with the with the Jedi King of, of, of Belichick, and we've beaten them. So. Uh, Interesting that you say that because I, I hate the comparison. When it's like, oh, we got Mahomes playing against Brady. Those guys will never ever compete against each other. You know, it's against it's, it's Brady against our defense, and it's Patrick against Tampa Bay defense. So I hate when they say, okay, uh, Peyton outplayed uh, Brady, or you know, Patrick outplayed because they they don't play against each other. But you know, it, it's no, different but- than saying like than saying like, okay, uh, who was it last night? Um, Golf. No, the cornerback from uh the oh, Rams, Ramsey. yeah. So it's, it's different when you say Ramsey against Evans because that's an actual competition. You know, Ramsey gets to travel with Evans. You know, that's a that's that's a matter of okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna match you on on every play that you on every move that you make during this game. It's a way it's completely different, and I, and I just hate when they do those comparisons and and one out one quarterback outdoors the other quarterback, and it's okay you outplayed him. No. Well, that e, yeah. come on now. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. I disagree with you there. Look, <laughs> hey,
0: oh. look, look, listen, look. Hey, e, man, it, it's, we're talking about bragging rights here, right? This is bragging rights. And I know in the back of your head, you know, he's sitting over here and everybody's like, yeah, it's not really against us, but he's watching what Tom is doing. Tom is watching what he is doing. I mean, it's just that competitive spirit. Because now they're talking about, you know, the best in the game. And
2: these two guys want to be the best in the game, period, right? And so you always going to the I, I get Mike. that part, and that's, that's, you know, I think that that's one thing that Patrick's going to look forward to because, yes, Tom Brady is 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 the is the stepping stone to where he's trying to get to, and right. if he if he surpasses that, yeah, so we can say Mahomes is the goat. Right now, we haven't no one's seen uh, a quarterback do the things that Patrick has done at his age and to come in and win at his age, sign a contract at his age, continue to making plays at his age, to know the game as well as he does. At his age, uh, so yes, there is all that to look at. But to me, it's like nobody's won the way Tom has won. And we can say it's because of him and Belichick together. They worked well together, which is kind of proven. Yeah. You know, them breaking that relationship up was worse, it's, it's bad for both of them. But yet, what they did together, we can't take away what Tom's done. You know, to me, he's outdone what what uh, uh, God. I can't think of his name. from San Francisco. Montana. <laughs> Montana. Yeah, Montana. He's outdone Ooh. Montana. He's outdone uh, Peyton Manning. He's outdone any other quarterback that's, that's played. So you know, he is the GOAT of quarterbacks to me. And uh, Patrick has a chance to, to to catch him. But that doesn't mean that Patrick can go out and throw for 200 yards and we end up winning the game and, and Tom Brady can go out and throw for 500 and a loss. Does that mean you know, Patrick didn't live up to what Tom did? I don't think so. I, I, no,
0: not not at all. But I, I'm just saying, with these guys being as competitive as, as they are, shoot, Tom is probably getting extra vegetables, you know, this whole week because he knows <laughs> he's like, look, you know, hey, if I don't do well, they gonna hear a little chirp in the background, like you know, he's over the
2: hill, he's old. He's old and, but you know, he already he knows know, that though. Know. I guarantee you. I guarantee you, Tom already knows his age is, is is up there, and he's trying to go out and prove a point right now. I think his point right now is that he can win without Belichick. His age, I don't think his age has anything to do with it. He already knows he's 40-plus. The world knows that. There's no way of hiding right, that. Right. right now, he's trying to prove a point that he can do things and be successful without Belichick. I, I, I agree with you. I agree with you. I'm, I'm just saying, man, don't
0: be surprised if, if it comes out that Giselle is over at 40, uh, tying him in a 40-yard
2: dash right now in the backyard. <laughs> man, Tom, Tom, in his career, if he's out there trying to throw some left-handed, left-handed pass. <laughs> Cross side pass. He, he know he can't do those things that Patrick does. So it's a matter of just going out playing this game and trying to win without Belichick. I hear you. I hear you. Just say, him, "Get open. Get open." <laughs> <laughs> what are
0: you
1: doing? Uh, actually, so uh, 2018, uh, they met twice: one in the regular season and once in the playoffs. Uh, Tom had both those, and then last year, uh, Mahomes won that. So right now, Mahomes is one and two against Brady. Um, and then this weekend, if he wins, two and two. So half mm-hmm. five, <laughs>
2: Man, we, we should be two and one against Tom um, because of a D, was it D4 that jumped outside? That was yeah, our yeah. first Super Bowl I, that we ended up was, not having. That right. we should have won. So,
1: but <laughs> could have, right. would have, should
2: have. Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Actually, I do have a question about this because Shane Sharp went on kind of a tangent on Twitter calling out uh, about Brady last night. So Brady, Brady lost last night. Didn't shake uh, Jared Goff's hand. You can actually see they showed Jared Goff looking for Brady after the game. Brady got the heck out of Dodge. You got the heck out of there. Um, but like Shane Sharp caught, kind of called it out, saying you know it's kind of like these temper tantrums. Like I'm going to finally going to call out Brady for not shaking someone's hand. Now I think granted Jared Goff, right? But if I think it was Mahomes, I think he wouldn't be he wouldn't be ditching that handshake. He'd be going to the middle field to think, give Mahomes a handshake. Um, just that that kind of thing. I mean, is that you know is that I mean you kind of alluded to it, Jason, you know, like, uh, you know, having temper tantrums on the sideline getting upset because we lost. But is that one of those things, I know it's a COVID year, but is that one of those things you still go out and shake the other man's hand after after the game? I mean, you you don't just leave because you lost.
2: Before Jason, to me,
1: I think Tom was disappointed that he
2: let his entire team down for throwing those two interceptions that he should not have done. So he took that as he did that. He, he lost that game himself. And he wanted nothing else to do with it. He just wanted to get off the field, but that's just me. I think he's a better sport than what he was painted out to be. It's just a, one of those things where, hey, I let the team down myself. I just want to go back to the shower and, and get on this buzz.
0: Man, come on now. Hey, hey look, look, show, show a little bit of humility, right? Hey, I lost the game, but look, be a good sportsman. And, and I, I, he is a, he is a absolutely, he's a, he's a bad loser. He is. I've seen him do it a couple of times, too. A couple of uh, quarterbacks, too. So I always wonder, like, man, how can we just not shaking hands. So in my thought, I'm like, he either talked to the guy before the game or he's going to call. him. Sometimes these guys got their number. He's like, hey, man, maybe good game or send you a text, you know, just telling you that. But, you know, when I see him just kind of bolt and just leave, that's just bad sportsmanship to me, to be honest with you. Really. Because it's all about respect, right? It's all about respect. So if I was Jared Goff, I ought to chase him down like, hey, Tom, 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 hey, hey. I just want to, <laughs> you know, before a could get out of here. So let me you know get that jersey. Man? <laughs> Can I get a silver real quick? Now, let's see no, it look, yeah, but I do, man. I think, man, it, look, sports is one of those things that you know it's still that bit of like uh, it's a gentleman's game, right? You still want to you know have a little bit of uh, 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 sportsmanship. You want to have a little bit of some some showing good character, good sportsmanship with with the
2: with the, the guy that you're going against. I don't I don't care who it is. But a lot of people have done it, though, J.D. Heck, we even saw this this year in the bubble, I think LeBron and the Lakers had lost to had were losing big time in one of the games, and they just walked off before before the clock was even at zero, and they were walking back to the locker room. You know, it's just one of those, you just disappointed in your play of game, and and it has nothing to do with the other team. Just me. That's just my opinion. And I I, I don't know how they thought. And so it's just you. No, I I
0: get you, but you know what? Get over yourself for a second, right? Just get over yourself for a quick second. You can still be mad once you get into the locker room. Get over yourself for a quick second. Hey, man, you know, just give me a dap real quick, man. You know, good game, man. You know what? We'll see you later, whatever. And then be pissed off. You can go turn over chairs and tables all you want to once you get in the locker room. Gay rate. You know, cuss out the the, uh, the equipment manager for not having your towel out there fast enough. Whatever. I I don't care. But, man, show a little bit of class. Be classy while you're doing it, right? Everybody, I don't like losing, but... You know, when I lose, I'm at least, you know, I'm a grumble. you know, good game matters the side of my mouth. I'll give you at least that. So that's me. Like you said, everybody's
1: different, right? Everybody's different. Right. Right? Yeah. right. I mean, and I think with basketball, what I mean, we saw in mean, this this past summer with the, um, what was it? Uh, the Last Dance documentary, that, you know, the Pistons didn't shake hands, they got the heck out of Dodge. And could uh, the Bulls kind of had like that, uh, not like, you know, they kind of had a feud for the rest of it. You know, Isaiah and Michael don't I even mean, see each other as, uh, as top fives of all time. I mean, we're a top, top two all time um, between the two. But I guess basketball is a little different because you got a seven-game series because, I mean, I guess game three loss, you still have game four to go, uh, you know, go shake his hand or game seven to go shake his hand. A game like this, I mean, who knows if Goff and Bray will see each other again. But I do remember in the AFC Championship game, when that was over, Mahomes and him didn't, didn't meet up in the field. After the game, I guess uh, Brady seeked him out in, in the back, and they 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 talk and stuff. So maybe that happened. Possible, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But I do think that was Mahomes, and he and he and he his handshake. I, I I don't think Brady would have done that if it was Mahomes on the sideline. I think maybe because it was Jared Goff, maybe he didn't show. You know, obviously it's not right, but he maybe didn't show the most respect because it was you know Goff, not not a Patrick Mahomes or something like that. So hopefully he does shake his hand at Bob. The Chiefs beat him on Sunday. Um, mm-hmm. And that goes to the next question. What's your prediction for uh for Sunday?
2: Well, again, I think we score 30 plus points, even though I think their defense is front, uh their defensive front is uh is a is a is a pressure machine. Uh, but their secondary is 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 kind of uh they're 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 weak a little bit. Uh so we we are able to we're gonna be able to to put up some good points, but it's just a matter of what can we, what kind of pressure we can put on Tom Brady. So I, I I think we this week, I think we get 40. So I'm up in the points. I think we get 40. Uh and they they end up at 27. Jason.
0: Uh, you know what? This this is a tough one. Uh I think it's gonna be a better game uh than that. I think they they got a, a pretty they got a really good defense, actually. Really good defense. And I and I think I was going to say 28, but I, I'll, I'll do 35. I, I'll say we get over 30, but it, it's going to be, we're going to give us some points too. We're going to give us some points. So I think it's going to be more so 35 to mm,
1: 24, 35,
0: 24. That's my prediction.
1: I know, I know you guys aren't big fans of the, of the betting lines here, but uh, they Vegas has the, the Chiefs' a three-point favorite away. So that's uh,
0: yeah.
1: Vegas has faith. Kept it small. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I,
0: I'm gonna I'm change. I'm gonna change prediction then on that. Then I, I gotta call my bookie back up. <laughs>
2: so, so my my, I go with forty points just because I saw what the Rams were able to do, and the Rams had two guys, only two receivers that had ten plus catches, and both of them had almost 150 yards each. So that means they just they were keying in on two receivers. Jared Goff was, and he was able to be successful every time he threw with those guys. Now. We have more than two playmakers on our offense. Kelsey, who has proven that he's he really can't be stopped. Uh, Tariq Hill is going to be a, a, a threat at any given point on the def- on a, on, on, For the defense, Nicole Harbin's playing well. We don't know if we're going to have Sammy back. Pringles and and, and uh, Robinson pl- both been playing well. So I just don't see that their secondary will be able to stop us. If you know you got only two guys and you have four in the secondary. They can't stop two. How in the heck are you gonna stop our our, our whole alignment? Yeah, those, man, those two guys over there, man,
0: they eat all the time though. I mean, I, I mean, that's your, that's your two studs you got, right? I mean, I tried to pick up Cup in uh in, in fantasy, couldn't get it, you know, because he, he's a good receiver. I mean, I'm for real. So I, when you talk about these these two guys, are probably I want to say one of the top five combination in the league, to be honest with you. You know, as far as what they do, uh, and
2: you know, I, I was a, that's two—not the tight end, the running back, and 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 uh, the other wide receiver. You got right. two guys that had twenty-plus receptions for all for three hundred yards. Yeah, and, and, and they they have kind of a similar style—like like shorter,
0: quicker, faster guys. They they get open. They get you know they in some the holes. I mean, and Jared goff got a cannon on it, too. So I mean, he's a good quarterback. Uh, but I I get the two guys and having the three. You know, you know what I'm looking for. To be honest with you, I'm a little disappointed it didn't happen last last game. But I, we need to get on a little bit more touches. That's just me.
2: You know, I, I think I, Le'Veon came in and did really, really well for what he for the time he got with right. the catches out of the backfield and the runs. Right, right, right. But I mean, he's <laughs> one of those. I get frustrated when he gets the ball because he stops. I'm like, what the, what the heck is he? But he hits that gear and he, he knows how to. That's his style. So, Damn. And he picks right. up big yardages.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, so well, I, I think it said, he said, he "said Ferrari in the garage, man. Bring your joke out, man. You got the fast. You got yeah, to see what you got. Can't,
2: You can't put too many miles on it, though."
1: <laughs> <laughs> he had that nice high stamp run, which I thought was, I thought was, I thought was awesome.
2: <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. He's yeah. a playmaker. He's definitely a playmaker. He's gonna, you know, he's one of those that you don't you rarely lose yards when he touches the ball. He's one of those. He's he's north and south. He, he's he's up and down. Mm-hmm. Uh, and even when he's he's running up the middle, he's you're not going to just stop him at the line of scrimmage. He's going to fall for at least two yards. Mm-hmm. So it's always a plus having a man.
0: Yeah, he brings that juice. That's what coaches yeah.
1: call it.
2: He brings that juice to the game.
0: <laughs> he got that juice. <laughs> Thank you,
1: man. Yeah, he looked he looked good this weekend. I, I you know you guys said he was going to get more involved this week, and you guys you guys called it. I think that was like his high his highest touch count since he's been in, in the, on the team. <laughs> I did think it was weird though. Why is Darrell Williams still our, our 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 two minute drill back? Why isn't Le'Veon getting that role? Is that is that just come down to not grasping the playbook yet?
2: I don't know. I'm still high on Williams. I think he's a good back. Uh, I think mentally he's been affected because of the the play of uh, of um, Clyde and 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 then bringing in Le'Veon. So uh, he's a good back. We just you know we lost interest in it for some reason and, and he has, he's not getting the touches. He's, he's not getting the time. And I, right now, like I said, I think mentally he, he's, he's been affected because even when he came in, he didn't, he wasn't um, beneficial to the team. like uh, uh, But having on, like how can you not based on his talents, put him on the field? You know, he's uh, he's a proven back, you know, from his past and, and to what he's done now. So, and then, you know, the young guy, uh, Clyde is going to, going to give you a uh, great playmaking ability when he's got the ball in his hand it's just in between the tackles he's not getting those positive yardages that we need uh when he's got to carry the ball uh, now outside of throwing in the ball and and, and the trick plays, he does well with that but we got to run power uh straight downhill at you. he doesn't have that kind of uh, running back uh power to get you those those yards and that's what Le'Veon brings
0: right I think it's only really the two reasons, man. You, you're going to have a guy who knows what he's doing, right, for one. But number two, you got to have a pass protector. And I I, I say he's probably the best pass protector out of all three of them, to be honest with you. So, he, you know, he's understanding that, you know, defensively, but that pass protection is so key, you know, when you talk about with a minute something left in the game, you need a guy to hold up, you know, to pick up that blitz linebacker, you know, pick up the safety who's coming off the edge. So whoever it may be, man, I think that's the reason.
1: Yeah, because I was watching that game. I was like, you know, give Le'Veon a two-minute drill roll. Let him be that guy. But, I mean, yeah, the, the pass protection, that, that is key. And I remember That's during camp, they said CH was having a hard time uh, grasping the, the, uh, the pass protection.
0: Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. Don't, yeah, don't put it on his shoulders. No, <laughs> no, no.
1: Mm-hmm. All right. Okay, so we're going to our final segment before we end the show. It's our Chiefs' Kingdom concern segment where I look at all the Chiefs' Kingdom hot takes and get each, each of you to respond to one. Eric, our first Chiefs Kingdom concerns for you, which comes from at JT Fawver. He tweeted, Chiefs are going to have their hands full with, with Tampa Bay if pass rush isn't 100% better. Brady's going to throw for 400 yards. Eric, what is your response to that?
2: I mean, I agree. And as I said earlier, I think time is still capable of, 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 uh, of, of putting up those kind of yardage and, 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 and basically picking apart your defense if there's no pressure. Uh, I just think that, after the last couple of weeks of seeing what offenses have been able to do, uh, the Spags is going to come up with something to, to at least uh, blitz the heck out of him and, and, and at least put uh, Matthew in, in, the, in, the, in the deep end to, to roam around and make those plays uh, so that our, our secondary and overall defense can step up and make plays. Because uh, Tom has been giving it away. He's, you know, he's out there like St. Nick, and he's giving out presents. So I think it's the right opportunity for us to come up and accept those.
1: Yeah, Spaggs was the, uh, the the Brady beater in uh, New York, but I don't know if he has the uh, the same amount of pass rushers as he had with uh, with that squad, but hopefully he can uh, mix up up for us. Um, all right, Jason closes out here with our final Chiefs kingdom concern from at Tony underscore summer. He tweeted, the Chiefs scored five touchdowns on five drives of 70 plus yards. People will talk about the defense playing poorly, which we did on the show today, but the offense was unbelievable. Jason, what is your response to that tweet? Uh, you know what that, and, and it's,
0: it's, it's a good game for us, right? You talking about you know five drives over seventy yards plus. I mean that that's that's tremendous. You know by any account on any Sunday. Uh, and the thing is, against this defense, hopefully it happen. I, I don't see it though. I, I really don't see it. And, and the reason I say that is because just the air around what's going on for the whole entire game, and I think it's going to be a little bit more of that. The whole the young gunslinger gets the old gunslinger. And this is just the prelude, I think, to the Super Bowl. And I, I think Brady and them will do enough to kind of get in. Uh, in. In the NFC, I mean, it, it's, it depends on what road everybody's going down. But I think, to me, this is like the, the game that's going to show, okay, is this going to be what the Super Bowl is going to look like? Plus, also, too, you know, you got to come through Tampa for the Super Bowl as well. The Super Bowls in Tampa this year. Uh, so, I know it's going to be a good showing, man. I got a friend down in Tampa, man. He just he constantly keeps talking about it, talking about it, talking about it. But, uh, yeah, man, 70, if you get 70, 70 yards plus on five drives, I mean, that that's that's a tremendous job. Uh, so,
2: hopefully, you can just keep it up. That's all I can ask for. Just keep, you know, just keep it up. Keep doing it. I, I got a that. feeling that our receiving core and Kelsey is over there just licking their fingers. Like, you know, we, we, we just saw two guys go and chop that defense up. So, <laughs> we're next in line. I, I hope so. I hope so. So,
0: you know, but shoot, Robinson's out this game, right? He got hurt this last game. So uh, who,
1: Robinson, I know, I know, Pringle did, did, did is was the Pringle did get hurt? Was the yeah, Pringle get hurt?
2: Yeah, okay, thanks. So. All
1: right, but hopefully we have Lockins back this week, so that that would that, be you know. a huge boost.
2: Uh-huh.
1: But we have you locked in. So Kansas City and Tampa Bay That's what you're, you're saying right now, Jason We can lock you in on that.
0: Locked me in on that. I, that's, that's what I see, man. In the super, somehow, it just it, it just seems like this is one of those seasons. Cinderella, like you know, it, it this is the year for Tampa. Tampa Bay's got the super bowl, you got Tom Brady, Gronk is looking like his old self, and so I, I think they may make a push for that to be the super bowl uh matchup. So, either them or it's going to be uh, 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 Seattle. That's what I'm going with. So.
1: Hmm. I, I I don't so so far, I man. I, th- I know Green Bay lost this past week, but I can see I could see being a Rogers Mahomes Super Bowl. I know I know State Farm would love that. Oh, I, <laughs> I bet know. they would. Change, change, change. All those matchups you said would, would be huge for ratings, was it? whether it's Brady Mahomes, Wilson Mahomes, Rogers Mahomes. Yeah, I, I I don't think they want a Jimmy G uh, Mahomes uh, again, ever again, but. <laughs> no, no, <there's- laughs> All right. And uh, before we go, since it's Thanksgiving week, I thought you know, you know, let's talk about a little bit of, about food. Uh, what's your number one side going into Thanksgiving? Well, actually, no. What's your uh, number one uh, kind of appetizer meal to watch with the games, uh, the early games on Thanksgiving? And then what's your number one side uh, dish for your uh, for your main course? Eric, I'll start with you.
2: Homemade mac and cheese. <laughs> <laughs>
1: is, is, that, is that your appetizer for the uh, to, to watch with the uh, the early games?
2: Oh, appetizer! Oh man, I'm a wings guy. You can give me wings at for breakfast, lunch, or dinner. <laughs> JD, what you got?
0: Yeah, I, I, I like wings, man. But we we do like a, my daughter does a mad cheese ball, and plus we do we do like fruit. I'm, I'm a good, you know, I, I love fruit. I'm a, I'm a fruit guy. So that's my my little appetizers for the game. Uh, but my main side dish. Ooh, man, I I, I love some broccoli casserole. Broccoli casserole is good. Yeah, and Brussels sprouts. I'm, I'm, I'm getting into my vegetables a little bit more, man. I I, I, love, I love them things. When you get, start getting a little older, man, you got to eat a little bit better. Eat. I love the wings too, man, but sometimes I, sometime I got to put them jokes down. <laughs> <put> them down. <laughs> start looking like a
1: wing around here around the midsection.
2: <laughs> looking like a drum.
1: Right? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'd probably go a, a, a homemade five-layer dip that my mom makes, and then for uh, appetizer or not appetizer, but for my my side dish, I either go candy yams or homemade mac and cheese. You can't go wrong with either one, those.
2: Yeah, that five-layer dip is good.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. Sure. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, that brings it to an end. Uh, we'll see you next week when we discuss the Buccaneers game, discuss the upcoming Broncos game. If anyone in Chiefs Kingdom has any Chiefs concerns for these two, please tweet at us at at ConcernsChief, and please subscribe and follow Chief Concerns on YouTube, Spotify, or Apple Podcasts. Gentlemen, I hope you have a happy and healthy Thanksgiving, guys. Thanks, man. You too. All right. All right, guys.
0: Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform.